hoes really tell me what's the difference when your hoes in it niggas telling stories they got hoes in it only telling stories for my code of fitness niggas in it who got no business niggas snitching getting no sinners love forgive us no we both sinners for these niggas i got no good morning good afternoon good evening welcome to another episode of the future chat podcast i am your host c diddy aka Kyrie curving aka diddy hendrix aka <laughs> the wizard and to my left is my illustrious co-host Hey y'all, it's your girl Allie Nicole, aka your favorite little shit talker, aka that bald headed badass, aka that little baby who just won't listen, aka a bird on the curb because your <laughs> your, your picture had a bird on the car because you was out here acting foolish on Cinco de Mayo. I earned that friend. Okay, first of all, so this weekend was Kentucky Oaks and Derby. And so I was bartending. Literally, I was at work from like 7.30 to like 9 on Friday. Then I was at work from 8 to 10 on Saturday. A bitch was tired. And I still managed to show my face at the functions and to be present and there. So I was just tired this weekend. Like, So then Sunday, I got some sleep. Um, kiddo's godmother was like, I need to get out the house. She's a married mother of two. She's just getting off of maternity leave. She's like, I need some air. So I'm like, all right, we'll go. So it what was supposed to be just like manis and petties. <laughs> so you mm-hmm. fucked up when it was supposed to. First of all, <sighs> you nigga, you knew what day it was. I did, but like for her, it was supposed to be like, okay, let's go get manis and petties, and then like we'll go to lunch, and then I'll take you home, and then Shawnee, shout out to Shawnee, came down from Dayton, so it, it turned out to be a thing, right? So then I was like, well, friends, there's two day parties. Me and Shani had already made plans on going to at least one. Not one, but two. There's actually multiple because niggas love a day party for, and niggas love celebrating the culture that ain't their own. But they ain't. actually, no, Cinco de Mayo has significance to, um, to to Black history. Explain. All right, so the battle mm-hmm. Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence. Day. It's not at all. It's the battle that they won against the French in order to help gain more steps towards their independence. Had France won that battle. Um, what we now know as Mexico would have been conservative, considered conservative, and pushed um, slavery. Okay. So it's significant to African American, to Black history. Listen, we're that's all, the Cliff Note version, guys. We're, we're, listen, we're all in favor of educating the masses here on this ep- here on this show. Right. So that yeah. again, Cliff Note's version, real so real surface level. You know what I mean? We can do you Google's? If we want to. Do you Google's? Google's still free for the time being. Exactly. So, um. So yeah, Cinco de Mayo for Black folks, we can be out here kicking it. I did not see any whites with their MAGA hats for Cinco de Mayo, so I remained out of jail. Hallelujah. And it's sad that we have to like acknowledge the fact that they're not dumbasses. Cause like wearing a MAGA hat on Cinco de Mayo, you're asking to get your ass beat. It's like yeah. you you'd be better off with a sign saying "kick me" or "beat my ass" or. Hey, I'm a fucking idiot. So, you know what? Because we're going to slander some white people later in this episode. I can't wait. So, you know what? Shout out to the white people who knew better and stayed the fuck out the way and ate their food and At drank their drink in the privacy of their own homes. Period. So, yeah, this weekend was long but enjoyable. Um, I ended up actually bartending in the private suite of my of my job so the tips were lovely then oh, you, you want to talk about it we can talk about it because niggas is at your neck oh they was acting fucking crazy all right so on saturday now first of all let's rewind so kentucky derby is a very busy time anybody that knows knows i work at a racetrack so i'm a coordinator for a racetrack so 
I it's a very very busy time. Okay, so I am literally going towards like our cage bank area mm-hmm. to get to my suite so that I can bartend. Right. Right. And bartending is not a part of my typical duties. I just I'm just really I can do it. Because you like alcohol and you, and you can make conversation with niggas. Exactly. And what I don't know, I can Google. So we're here now. Anyway, so I'm literally rushing from the one side of the casino to the other so that I can be where I need to be on time, right? And so I'm not, I have a small frame, big old curves, at least one. <laughs> so, Continue. So I made, I'm watching somebody look at my two tons of fun bounce on the floor as I'm walking. Like, bro, I, I got titties. They gonna bounce when I walk. I could breathe my titties is gonna jiggle. Like, that's just what happens, okay? No comment, because, you know, I'm a man. Broskies. I'm no. a man, because, you know, no comment. Continue. So, I'm literally watching him look at my titties. I am watching you stare at my titties. Watching you. He makes eye contact with me eventually, and I'm just like... Well, hello, motherfucker. How you doing? I guess the first bill that came out of his pocket was a $100 bill. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Here, just take it. It's like, well, thank you. Enjoy your derby. Enjoy your oaks. Right? That was Saturday. So I kicked off Saturday with a $100 tip. So staring at some titties. Staring at he's, <laughs> Listen, he's a weak. He, he, he ain't a better man than me because if, if I'm me and I get caught staring at some titties, I'm just going to be like, yeah, I stare, I stare, stare at the titties. I ain't say nothing crazy. It's going to be that Diddy meme. Uh, yeah, it's going to be me me and you, that Odell Beckham looking like just staring at each other like. Okay. I stared at your titties. And I'm still staring at your titties. Rivera, st- you know you know why I'm staring at exactly. your titties. <laughs> you, you know why, right? So I'm like, all right, great day. Oaks was a great time, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'm in the private suite again. Now this time I'm in my actual suite. I mean, I'm actually bartending. I am working. Um, I'm commingling. You know, I'm still professional, so I've got on professional attire. Things were very conservative that day. Right. right? So I get up to i guess bend over i was wearing like this red pleated kneeling pleated skirt blazer situation mm-hmm. I, you know i had a rose necklace on for you know race of the roses i was very on theme okay mm-hmm. one of these men walks up to me and goes miss alex i said yes oh so you knew so you knew he knew your name now well it's i, I wore badge okay so he's like and he met me though because the same people that were in the suite both days yeah so they knew me we, we had a report right so he goes up to me. He goes, Miss Alex. I said, what's up? He goes, I will give you $50 if you tell me what color your panties are. And I looked and I said, okay. And he goes, I'll give you another $100 if I can have them. <laughs> so I had, it wasn't too much of a crisis of conscience. I was like, because like the audience is waiting to know. Oh, honey, I sent that sweet commando for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> Mama ain't raised a complete dummy. Bro, you mean to tell me you're going to give me $150 to get close to pussy? You want these dirty-ass hands? The ROI on that is crazy. Facts. Big facts. Super Literally, I I was wearing a skirt. So, like, my underwear, I had, like, the cheeky underwear. Right. Because I needed some drawers on because I was at work. So, I think those drawers maybe cost me the pack itself was maybe $10. So, that's, you know, 150% investment. Return on investment. For some draws. And if you know me, I really only wear my underwear like maybe once or twice. So I was going to throw these draws away any fucking way. Dog. It was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. Hey, I'm just glad you ain't fumbled a bag, bro. Because honestly, if you if you would say like you would turn down the money, you, you your, friend, your friend group would have told you like, nigga. You's a dummy, bitch. Y'all have roasted. Y'all have lit me up. Rightfully so. 
But you mean to tell me that's the bag you're going to fumble? That's the bag? Nigga, that's the moral, that's the moral <laughs> high ground we're taking right now? You? After, after all the bullshit that we done done, that's the moral high ground? Nah, honey. Yeah, all right. Now, if he was talking about taking me out back or, you know what I'm saying, yeah, doing yeah. something fucking crazy, then that's one thing. But you really just want to... But niggas wouldn't have, niggas would have respected, respected you, your gangster being like, nah, but this ain't that. But nigga, for $150 for some panties? For some panties? All right. All right. You got it. I was okay. just very careful about how I bent my ass over the rest of the afternoon. That's it. Mom ain't raised a dummy. Shit. I wish a chick would offer me $150. For, for, nigga, you want them now? Nigga, like, do you want them express mail? Like, what we doing? What we doing? You want them vacuum sealed? Like, like you want to conserve the freshness? Like, what we like, doing? Like, what do you want? So, yeah, dog. And, I, you know, it just, it, the math made sense. And, so, and the math, as long as the math makes sense, I am all in favor the math made sense. Half the time, that's why I, I don't be texting I, some of y'all niggas back because the math don't make sense. It don't add. It don't fucking read. <laughs> like, the return on investment of my time is not worth what you have to offer. It ain't. Therefore, your text is left on red. Period. How's your weekend, friend? Um, weekend, weekend. So, uh... You was, look very handsome, by the way. I don't know if y'all got to see Calvin Derby fit, but, babe, you was out here. Come on, Sue. Um, appreciate that. Thank you. Don't make me bless. Don't make me bless you. Lucky we ain't recording this shit. Nah, uh, literally, my man's is red. Um, right? it's because I'm wearing red. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but nah. Uh, so shit. What did I do? Did I do anything Friday? Friday, I thought we linked up. Didn't we link up on we, Friday? We had the happy hour. Yeah, we did link up on Friday. And we had the ha- was that? No, we we and you linked up at Tina's. Tina's. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Re- okay. Got it back now. Okay. So Thursday was the one. The, the happy hour we had at uh, Saks Fifth on it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that was was that Thursday? That was Thursday. Because that led into the other happy hour, and that led to me getting really, really drunk. I'm trying to figure out how how am I this drunk at like 9 p.m. Dog. Thursday was such a long day. Shout out to that event though. Um, they shout, had- to, shout out to the sneaker ball coming up. Um, it's actually coming up this Friday. So yes. uh, maybe 10th. Um. If if there's still tickets available, hurry up and get them up. I will cop that ticket. Um, um, I think they are seventy five dollars right now. But it's for a good cost. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's for a good cost. My dress came in just enough time for me to not like it. See, that's why you got to plan it to, to get it the day before, so you ain't got no choice but to wear that motherfucker. Because now you're trying to figure out if you finesse some alternatives. No, see, I'm gonna return it, but I do have like an alternative in my closet because it's me. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, I fucking I can't stand it. I won't be there. I'm, I'm making a solo trip to uh, to Nashville, doing doing something. I think it's it's, it's overdue. Not really, honestly. I ain't got no hoes in Nashville. It's more so just like t- testing out some things. It's like you know what? Let's go on a trip, quick get a quick like two day getaway on a place that you don't really know nobody for real, for real. I believe in that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you just going in there, you just going. You know, ain't got ain't got to worry about linking up with niggas. Like mm-hmm. just doing whatever you're doing. So. That's really what it is. I ain't got no hoes in Nashville. We don't know how to sit down because I actually, um, I'll be in Atlanta at the end of the month. I don't even know where I'm going. Fam, I'm I, I'm looking at my schedule. I'm like, what Mm-mm. the fuck? Like, I'll I'm, actually be back in D.C. in June. I'm going to be saving for, I'm, I got a wedding. I got two weddings in back-to-back months. Going to Cancun in July. I got a Vegas trip. That's pro- that's the annual Vegas trip is in September, and then my nigga's bachelor party. He's already telling me to save up yeah. for April, and he's like, "That means that nigga's going." He's getting ready to act crazy, act a fool. So yeah, pray for my pray for my bank account, Saints. Pray um, for my liver, dog. We tired. 
pray for liver, bank account, body. Um, but so yeah, so then Saturday we went to a derby party. Um, you know, went to my friend's friend's house. Everybody looks so good. Everybody looks so good. Well, my friend's friend's house. My friend's friend is like a bourbon connoisseur. We talking about this nigga has. I love it. Top shelf, top shelf, like rare ass shit that you can't even find. Like you got to know somebody to know somebody type shit. Like in bourbon, age age bourbon like the age wine. Like, yeah. it's like the, the older it is and more like potent and shit crazy it is. Nigga, he had a 23-year-old bourbon. Jesus Christ. Nigga. That'd have burnt my eyebrows off. Fam, nigga, you you, you got you to gotta sip it. You got to sip it and slip it slow. Otherwise, nigga, you... Real bourbon drinkers already know, like, mixing bourbon is... It's, it's disgusting. Why are you mixing bourbon? Only only bourbons you're supposed to mix is like Bullet Rye and Jim Beam or like the, yeah. the bottom bottom barrel or Maker's Mark. You know, the, you ain't supposed to make no real no real shit. You put to put it on ice or drink it straight. Right. But yeah, so that was Saturday and then Sunday is Cinco de Mayo. Um, it was a long ass day. That was such it, a long it day. It was a long day. It was a hot day. Or how many people were just like, oh, it was beautiful though. But how many people were like, oh my God, I saw you on Sunday. And I'm like, did you... You didn't see me. You saw my tethered. You, I don't know that girl. Cause, child, listen. I was, I was so tired. I I, I, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Fam, I'm just I just made it to Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. I went. I literally got home because I was like eight thirty. I'm leaving because I got got home, fell asleep, woke up at eight fifty six. Like oh shit, textbook washed. Me and Shani, I, we dropped off Shar at like 8.30. We raced to Fairfield so that we could watch it with my mama. She goes, mom just got back in town from Utah. She wanted to see us. You know what I mean? Right. So, race to my mama's house. Dog, I think I made it past Gendry asking Arya to be his wife and passed the fuck out. I woke up like, God damn. I was pissed. Fam, man, I literally, bro... First of all, was Gendry asking Arya to marry him after one time having sex. He's definitely a military nigga. For sure. <sighs> All right. For sure. Shout out to Misandri. Man, that... That pissed me off so bad. But you know what? Her last words, Dracarys. My bitch, light these niggas up. Number one. Number two, why do we keep trying to reason with um, with Cersei? We cannot appeal to her emotions. Bro, that bitch, she's a fucking robot. She done lost three kids. You think she's scared of losing one more? That... What first are you talking from, about? First and foremost, man, I'm getting real fed up at this. The, 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 the writing of this last season is real subpar. Yeah, I agree. And I'm mad that I binged this shit and did the race to try to catch up with niggas for this goddamn season. I feel like we're like, all right. I kind of, this last episode made me miss the Night King. Fam. <laughs> like, first of all, let's break down a couple of logical infallacies. All right. And not to be funny. Daenerys's arrogance is getting on my fucking nerves. First and foremost, all right. It's so, literally so bes- besides me. the fact that they s- somehow are not, so not giving a fuck at this point, they left a Starbucks cup in filming. Like, eh, fuck it. Eh, we won't even edit it out because fuck y'all niggas. Y'all, y'all gonna watch the shit regardless. Secondly, first and foremost, Danny, you just win a seven game grueling ass series with the dead. Seven. Hard ass games. Her arrogance is pissing me off. Cersei just came off a goddamn bye week, four game sweep, and you decide instead of letting your niggas heal, letting your dragons heal, letting your people rest up because it's not like she going any fucking where. She's not going nowhere, dog. You said, you know what? Fuck it, we gonna push the pace, and then you lost one of your goddamn key players and the goddamn key assistant coach with your dumb ass. And secondly, how the fuck does you? How do you let a whole ass iron fleet just sneak up on your stupid ass? You flying, you flying the dragon zone like shit, sweet. 
Like she, like she easy. Like I said, her arrogance is going to get like, bro. Her arrogance got her assistant killed. Masandri did not need to go out like that. But at the same time, what I am proud of is that Masandri went out. Like, listen, not kissing fucking Grey Worm, not kissing his ass and confessing her love. She went out like a real bitch. Light these niggas up. Hey, Grey Worm gonna turn John Wick on y'all niggas. <laughs> that nigga gonna come in. Y'all done killed this baby. They about to move to Zone 6 together. Y'all done killed this baby. <laughs> Yo, not Zone 6. Listen, they about to move to Atlanta and live out their best black lives away from the Atlanta MAGA people. or North Carolina. Away from all the MAGA people in Winterfell. <laughs> and you done killed this they baby. They should have just went to Atlanta like they planned on. You done killed this baby. Oh, yeah. He ain't got shit to lose now. He coming for everybody. You already know the Hound got business to deal with the Mountain. You already know Arya trying to chop up Cersei. Yo. I already know how this is going to end. And you know what? I really want, poetically, I really, really, really want Sansa to be the one to kill Cersei. I know that's not going to happen. Because Sansa also a dumb a dumb motherfucker. Listen. Uh, he, no, uh, here's the thing. Because here's the thing. John told them that his true heritage out of, out of fa- family loyalty was like, look, niggas. Keep it to yourself because we because shit getting crazy. Sansa goes and runs her mouth and starts to fucking group chat with Tyrion's ass. Listen, Sansa went to the shade room of Westeros and was like, "Listen, my nigga." But then um, Viserys had a point. He was like, "Dog, what if you know how many kings have risen and fallen based off of destiny?" He makes a good ass point. But also, if I'm Daenerys, of course I believe in destiny. I went to a goddamn fire, came out unburnt with three dragons. Why wouldn't I feel like I'm destined for this shit? Destined, but mm. you feel me? Like think about I get everything it, but... that came from that she done did from season one until now. Oh, her growth has been astronomical. But I, I also, you feel like this is mine. I look what I've been through. I'm just saying. But she also asked John, excuse me, Aegon Targaryen. To keep that to himself. So is it really meant to be yours, sis? Like, if you have to lie to keep it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is this really meant? And she knows that John's not the only person who knows about this shit at this point. At, at this point, it ain't a secret. It's just it's just info. I mean, and I think also because of how hard um, Daenerys worked to get to this point, she knows at the moment she's a woman in a place where nobody respects her for real, for real. Okay, you the queen, yeah, I. Right, but John, our nigga, we know, we've known what this nigga has been through. We've that seen nigga, it. That nigga done been with us in the mud. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes out that he's the rightful heir, has rightful claims to this throne, they're gonna be done with her ass, and she knows that. And Sansa already don't like the bitch. But, but honestly, why does Sansa not like the bitch? She's jealous. That's on Sansa. That's on Sansa for sure. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right, but Sansa ain't never. She's not. But see, no, it's not. I wouldn't say jealousy. I would think it's more because protection. Because she made a promise to Winterfell that they would never been to nobody else. They fought to get to where they are. So now you mean to tell us that we got this bitch that we supposed to listen to after I already told my people this was never going to be the case again? I understand her frustration. And before this episode, my retort would be, of course, you bend beneath to the bitch who got two dragons, but not a bitch, a mother of a dragon. She not, it's not plural no more because she has poor dragon management. She out here playing, <laughs> she out here playing her dragons all 48 <laughs> minutes and giving them no breaks and them dragons getting tired. Uh, shout out to the real nigga ghost, man. John, Yo, John ain't shit. John, ain't, John did my nigga ghost dirty. You literally ride a dragon one time and you forget who's at the bottom. You forget your A1 day one? See, this is why you can't give no nigga shit. 
can't give a nigga nothing. He don't deserve shit. Hey, I ain't gonna, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ghost gave a drop to them niggas. <laughs> I'm about to drop a dime on these niggas. Uh, and uh, sh- my uh, sh- poor Brienne. Poor Brienne. I really, okay, so there poor were two things that we're going to touch on. We got to move on, though, because this is not the Game of Thrones episode, nigga. But there were two things I wanted to touch on, speaking of Brienne and Sansa. I don't like the fact that Brienne, the way she went out, crying over fucking Jamie. But that pissed me off. It makes sense, though. It makes sense but because it still think about it like she Jamie saved her ass from bear. I'm not saying that she's not in love. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that it reduces her. Like dog, bro, you are the the knight, the knight, Brienne, the stallion. You don't need that nigga, bro. I'm just never saying, did. It, it, it makes because let's let's break it down. First and foremost, he keeps her from being killed and raped and from jump. He protects her from a damn bear. They, you know what I'm saying? All during that time, they're both captives. Then he not only knights her when she didn't think that's ever going to be a possibility. Also, yeah, they just fought the dead together and survived. I'm not saying. Of course the, she in love. I'm not saying. And he took a virginity. Of course she in love. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. What I'm saying is, is that, dog, they didn't have to have her out here looking like a fucking simp. That outside dick made them all sick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm pissed at you. Wow. Second, the scene that made me cringe, like literally like cringe, was when Sansa went to go talk to the hound. And the hound told her, like, Oh, you're not a little bird anymore. Like you should have just left with me when I left King Landing the first time. And she said it's the things that I went through that would have if I hadn't gone through the things that like her trauma and the multiple rapes mm-hmm. and the situation she's been through, it wouldn't have made her you know, she would have stayed a little bird. She would have stayed, like, a little insecure, a little, like... It uh, made me cringe because I think about my own personal traumas mm-hmm. and specifically with sexual abuse. And I'm sorry, guys, I know I don't mean trigger, to go there. Trigger warning. But it's like, okay, I talk often about healing and recon- and reconciliation, not necessarily with the people that have harmed us, but with our own, with you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, with, with self. And... To an extent, I felt like that may have been handled a little irresponsibly, just a little bit, because and maybe I'm I may be reading a little bit too far into that because it was triggering for me. And it's like maybe some of the things I hadn't gone through when it made me the person I am today, but couldn't have also been a good thing. Cause Sansa is less dense, but at the same time, she doesn't always see things because of you know what I mean, because of that. So uh, yeah, she's not as naive as she used to be. Her eyes are a little more wide and aware of the, how the world could actually do her. But I also don't think that sometimes I, I do question who I would be outside of the things that I've went through had I not gone through those things. I, I can see both sides. Uh, we got we got to move on. So I ain't trying to go too deep. But I can see both sides. Of that. Yeah. So I mean, it's great. I mean, I don't know. Listen, they got two more episodes to to save this shit before I start putting it with the wire season two. I see a think piece coming your way. <laughs> I saw a think piece. I imagine the wire season two territory is creeping up real fast. Starting starting to look like Empire Westeros. Don't do that. Listen, you watch one episode, you miss one episode. Stop. Never watch that shit again. <laughs> I promise you. All right. So real quick. I wanted to get this out the way. So I feel like everybody now wants a homecoming. Everybody now wants an artist cella. And it's starting to become annoying. Because the only person... Who, who besides Ari and Ter- Taylor? That's what I'm saying. Oh, so just supposed to. I ain't let know. me get there. Okay. Because it's annoying. 
And especially because, and yes, I'm going to speak directly to our favorite white walker is Taylor Swift. She's the first. Taylor Swift knows what she's doing. The Children of the Woods, they created Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift knows she, what she's doing. Black Outrage is a marketing tactic. We, we've just, yeah, like we've just, she know what she's doing. It's not even, she know, she know, Taylor Swift has pivoted into our greatest villain. And she knows it, which is why she's a good villain. Because she knows she can, she, she knows she throws rocks and hides her hands. She and been like, oh my god, what happened? What was me? Like she know that, River, but her Billboard single still didn't beat my nigga Lil Nas X. So ha ha, take that, take that. Every time she does this shit, literally with Bodak Yellow, with look what you made me do. You, she literally had a listening party to get that to number one, and Bodak Yellow still beat her. So it's like, sis, when are you gonna learn that the moment that you start moving out of bullshit, like you're not, you cannot win. It does not win. It will never work. But my problem that I'm having is like, all right, what annoys me the most about like Taylor Swift is the bitch literally ripped off an entire performance. It was literally the difference between a PWI and an HBCU. Literally. It was it was bringing on one one Beyonce with the clovers. Ta- Taylor Swift was a Toros. And it's just like okay, birds cold me. <laughs> she wanted a homecoming. It was a home going. It was terrible. I I I I, I will, It was fucking. I'm terrible. not gonna watch it because. I, of course not. Because I, I saw the pictures and that's all I needed. Because it looked it looked unseasoned. <laughs> it looked hurt. It looked very like mm. just honestly it made me uncomfortable and I was just like this is just I didn't like you and now you gave me another reason to cut your ass the fuck out. Because I feel like niggas was because niggas was trying to let Taylor Swift live. Niggas was like you know what we gonna mind. We fucking tried. I tried with her. And but it, I think but you're gonna because. At this point, she's in the any press is good press tier of stardom. So it sounds like the uh, it sounds like um um an act of desperation at this point. It's, it's I wouldn't even I wouldn't call it desperation because desperation implies that there's no actual strategic thought behind this. There's a lot of strategic thought behind this. Taylor Swift has some of the greatest marketing people in the country in the world on our team. I just find it ironic that she's she... doing this on purpose. I find it ironic that she, of all people, ripped this off because she's the same one who sends her fans cease and desist orders for using her music and, like, their wedding videos, of all things. So the fact that she's so protective over her shit and gives no regards about the other things that she's ripped off from other people is fucking astounding. It's, 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 it's white woman. Of course. Of course. It's of a, fucking course. Listen, Taylor Swift is the boss-level white woman. It's annoying. After you defeat all the other white women, you gotta see Taylor. You gotta see Taylor, cause like, 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 like that's why I, I maybe I don't have outrage, cause I, I ain't surprised. Like, duh, like she got to figure out how to get back in. She got to figure out. How, she tried Kanye, but she realized we don't give a fuck about Kanye either. So, yeah, all right, cool. Y'all both, y'all both get the fuck out of here. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? She tried, she tried Kim Kardashian, but she realized Kim Kardashian can actually play her game better than her. Okay, speaking of Kim K. You want to get into it? Let's get into it, because right. I think we're we about to argue. A little bit. A little bit. Because, all right. So, Kim Kardashian has been leveraging her her privilege and has been, like, freeing. She's she's contributed. She, so, she quietly freed Sef- 17 over the last 90. Um, she's been, like, helping fund a nonprofit organization that kind of, that's their main goal. She's met. Obviously, we've we've seen her meet with, uh, you know, forty five, you know, to, to, right. discuss, to discuss prison reform, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. She's also attempting to become a lawyer for real, like in real life. For real, in for real, real life. So, 
There's a there's a gist of it. So, okay. And although I can sit here and say that, like, I do appreciate it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not a hater. She is doing what we expect a lot of white people to do. Leverage your privilege to affect change. Right? I can acknowledge that. The problem that I'm having is that there's two separate planes she sits on. Yes, you are doing good. That does not eradicate all the bullshit that your family constantly does. It does not eradicate. To eradicate and it. it's not. But it, at the same time, people are really trying to put her on this like, okay, she's doing good shit. Finally. Great. But I hate, again, I hate what it took for us to get here with her. And I hate the fact that it took you marrying a black man and having black children and really doesn't even recognize her children as black, if we're being honest, in order for you to understand the way that the black community has been affected by the unjust criminal system. Am I happy that whatever realization that you've gotten from this and you're actually using it to affect change, specifically with the Cynthia Brown case and the offering of paying the, the man that she recently got free rent up for five years so that like I, I as much as I'm happy about the change that she's happening, it's like, OK, can we do some in, introspection? Can we do some reflection? Can we like go back and say, OK, my family still actively as gr as much good as we're doing. My family still actively participates in any black activities like they still do that, though. I, I guess my, my so my question, I don't even know if it's a question. It's like what would make you happy? Like action items as far as like what Kim Kardashian could pull out of her fake ass to make you happy. Because stop allowing her family to rip off actual designers. Give credit where those creditors do because you don't. Um, the moment that it's convenient for you, like not to be funny. Okay, so you're, you're using these strategic criminal cases, which most class action suits do. Like what she's doing by quote unquote cherry picking these cases. Class action lawsuits do that. Of they, course, they cherry pick. They, they like cherry that's pick not an uncommon. That's not an uncommon practice. A, have you ever? Did you ever? Did you uh, get mephitheliomas from whatever the fuck? Right, and you get a hundred thousand cases, and then okay, so now in order to take this to class action, you have to pick the strongest cases of the hundred thousand, and then go back. The same thing that Aaron Brockovich did. Like right. she took the strongest cases of this community, and then went on the back end and started getting more people paid. So I, I, I completely understand. So, so I guess my thing is because we're talking again. I'm the furthest thing from a Kardashian fan. The Kardashian curse is real. I really do hate giving like okay. But, but I'm just like a certain like there's a credit give credit where credit due is. And thing. I just did. And that's and I think a lot of people were like. But it still does not take away from the 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 constant any black like these women go out of their way to resemble black women and still push any blackness and it's just like I can't like I can recognize the good that you do but I still it's still fuck you because you're still rooted in any blackness like I you're doing good great really happy that you're choosing to affect change but you have yet to acknowledge the damage that your family has done I still hold you accountable for both a lot of motherfuckers have, have invited people to the cookout for less I'm not even saying she should get into oh, the that cookout. cookout shit is dead Bro. like as far as I'm concerned our culture is invite only like, as far as I'm concerned, like, no. And the, these cookout passes, these allyship passes for niggas literally shucking and jiving in our faces. Uh, no, you got to put some work in. And to be honest with you, some of that work does start with an actually acknowledging the damage that you've done. You can't just do good and think that that's a blanket over the bullshit you've done. Nah, homie. You can't cut me and put a Band-Aid over it. 
Like, I'm still cut. Some acknowledgement, some actual recognition of the harm that you've done. However, and we'll we'll wrap this up. She is doing what we want white women to do. And she, I'm acknowledging that. And I think it's just one of those things where it's like. But you can't also, you can also do good and still be harmful. Okay, you've done a couple great things, and I'm I I don't want you to stop doing that. But you need to also take like there's some reckoning, there's some atonements that need to happen for your actions. You want to do the walk of shame? Shame, shame, shame. You, do, you know what I'm saying? Sure like, do. like and so, ring and, the bell. And so, and I just look at it like, look, at a certain point, you understand who Kim Kardashian is, right? Right. Kim Kardashian is the one who can make ten million dollars off an app. In the first day, because her name her name holds that much value. Who makes a who makes a million dollars per Instagram post? Listen, and so I'm not 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 discrediting that at all. I'm not saying I don't want her to continue to affect change. That's not what I'm saying. However, you still need and should be held accountable for your bullshit. She's not above that, so that's why I'm saying these fake ass passes, haha, <laughs> fake ass, but <laughs> passes that we're giving her. <laughs> Don't and don't I, take away what, from and, that. And I don't. I, I, and I'm honestly because I've tried to look. I'm like, I don't think people are giving her any more passes than she already had. I don't think. I don't the think the fact they, that she's getting one at all is what's annoying. But, but here's the thing: like, generally, like the the opinion of a the Kardashian clan is has been stable. No one's like you know. Everybody's just like acknowledging Kim. Like okay, like. You done found some shit that you can you can you can put some change into. I guess that's what where you and I viewpoint is a little different because I've had people I've seen it though I've I've had, I've seen people try to absolve her and I'm just like nah shorty like it's great that you're doing all of this but you still got some things that you need to acknowledge and be held accountable for. I can I can accept the fact that you really are out here trying to affect change, but I also understand that you were definitely rooted in, in a lot of anti-black activities. So I I, I need I, I don't know. I'm ha- keep doing the good work, but at at some point you're gonna have to you're gonna have to answer for this shit. At some point. Next next topic. You're right. So while we're on the 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 woman topic, this of is an- answering for some shit. Answering for some shit. Um, you pose a question as in why don't we take women hitting men serious seriously? All right. So this this came from a conversation I had one of my group chats yesterday. I guess. So I guess yesterday, the six, um, Met Gala because it was the fifth year anniversary of the elevator incident yes. with, with Solange and es- Family Guy. <laughs> Fam. Family Guy. But you, but you, but, but follow me. So it's like with Solange, <laughs> you know, hitting, kicking Jay Z in the elevator. And first and most, we saw niggas like, ce- it was like celebratory. It was like fifth anniversary of uh, Solange beating up Jay for having B fucked up, and I'm like, nigga, what, like. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the rumors was that she was, that Jay had, like, I guess, disrespected Beyonce by, or, yeah, for, I guess, like, flirting in, in front of Beyonce. Or cheating. Something. And, and that's what, like, but, came out that he had cheated. Because, like, but, shorty that he had cheated with was at the Met Gala. Okay. And so that was it. But I'm just looking at, like, first and most, but just the reaction, like, the, the it, we're celebrating the anniversary. We're celebrating the anniversary of, 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 of a family's nadir. All right. Cool. Secondly, I can only imagine if, if how how this would be in reverse if if Jay Z had hit Solange, we would be celebrating the fifth year anniversary of that. And then in the group chat itself, when we're talking about like 
and I know in my own personal life, we're talking about how like no one really gives a fuck when when women hit niggas. They only give a fuck if a man then responds violently. Like if if you hit me and I and I, you beat my ass, we make fun. Of, oh, you, you you let a shorty you let a shorty fuck you up. What's funny is that we had this conversation actually about Bow Wow. I had this conversation with a friend of mine regarding the whole Bow Wow situation. When Bow Wow got into that elevator fight with his girlfriend, yeah. and like he walked away, scratched the fuck up. She walked away without a scratch on her. And how niggas clown Bow Wow for getting fucked up. So it, it was like not only so then so and so we clown Bow Wow for getting fucked up. We clown Jay Z for getting fucked up, and even we clown Jay Z for just getting hit. And then it was like, and, and and a lot of the rhetoric from a couple of the people in the group chat was very similar, was similar to how we victim blame. Right. You know, it was like, well, why did he just leave? Or like, you're not going to really press charges on a girl. For, I'm like, so. If- Here's my take on it. As somebody who's been in a domestic situation, like, that shit is, it's wrong. Do I understand? And where Solange was coming from, because I got a couple. My sisters would have swung too. I can't even hold you. Like my sisters, you like where they fucked up at was like it was public, so everybody's got their opinions and shit about it. But like I could definitely see my sisters swinging I on just a want, nigga. I, I want women to st- stop thinking they can hit niggas without consequence. And I'm not even saying like, oh, he's gonna beat your ass. Like, keep your fucking hands to yourself first. Because secondly, only reason I'm even able to kind of say this because I know I have women friends who will beat your ass for me, so I ain't got to touch you. Alex, I tell you today, some chick tried, some chick hit me. Oh, it's on site. You, but you see, but no. Oh, it's on site. But see, that's the same way. Because if I told you that I was in a domestic situation, uh, it would be like we'd mount up, we'd be riding out right now. So I, again, I believe that everybody needs to keep their fucking hands to themselves, and I say that as somebody who's very quick to throw hands, like. I'm also prepared to fight, though. If I would have slapped the shit out of you right now, I'm prepared for that fight. And that's an, I, I, it does not make it right. So I also think that, okay, Solange slapped the shit out of Jay-Z. She was prepared for whatever that retaliation was. So, But if Jay-Z it, retaliates, that's a whole, it's like, mm-hmm. damn. But see, here's the thing. I didn't celebrate Solange throwing hands because. I, I'm, I'm talking I, about the niggas who did. I'm talking about the niggas who were like. Can't relate because I didn't think, I mean. That's just, but this is a family fight. And my my first instinct was, how the fuck would I feel if I'm Beyonce and I am watching my my sister throw hands with my husband? Dog, that's devastating. You can't, you know what I'm saying? That's devastating as you fuck. It's like, you can't pick a team. You can't. The best thing that she could do is restrain her motherfucking sister and talk about this shit when we got home. Figure this shit out privately as it should be. But at the same time, like, in my head, I'm just like, dog, that's fucked up. I know what it like. I know what it feels like to walk in on my sisters having an inter- issue or having some words with their man or whatever. And the only thing I can say is, listen, keep your hands to yourself. Keep- I thank God in my domestic situation that my sisters weren't there to watch this nigga put his hands on me. I thank God for that. I wouldn't have sisters right now. Like they'd be in jail, dead ass. Like and and no and I think and for that no one is saying that like we're advocating niggas hitting women because he was like just say you want to hit women and get over it like nigga like no it's more so and this is a general thing is like look a keep your hands to yourself b unless I physically provoke you don't fucking hit me like it's a difference like okay you saw Jay Z's side chick alleged you know whatever to be honest with you I'd have probably whooped her ass. If I'm going to throw hands at anybody, it would have been that bitch. And you know what? If, and if you beat 
her ass ain't no having a discussion. You know what? It is what it is. So it's like, look, but it's also it's like it's a catch twenty two, you know, in the society, you know, that we're that we're constantly trying to work and improve because it's like if I press charges, niggas gonna call me a bitch. Because oh you you press the charges on the girl for hitting you like I mean how how we looked at Bow Wow when Bow Wow got scratched the fuck up you pressing charges on Shorty but see, if I hit her back that's also not okay so it's just like <laughs> I, what you want from a nigga to be honest with you the full extent of the law you have every right to defend yourself no do I think that you you as a man should be putting your hands on a woman under those kind of circumstances hell nah restraining her and getting the fuck out of dodge is, is a different thing than piping up and slapping the shit out of a woman. You know what I'm saying? You know your physicality. Not just you specifically, but a man versus a woman. You know your physicality. So I know that if the nigga I'm talking to or dating or whatever pipes up and puts his hands on me, I'm going to try to beat that nigga ass, but I can't. Like, I know I can't. And there's also, there's also, there's a level, I know there's the level of decorum, but also that decorum, when it's that hated, it, it takes a real talent to be able to kind of yeah. Slow everything down because it's like I have a philosophy that you can't dictate how someone responds to your disrespect. And I completely agree with that. Because it's one of those things where it's like if it's if it was like a man versus a man, a man or a woman versus a woman, like if you slap me and then I then I then I wall off and hit you upside the head, like oh damn she just slapped you. No nigga, tell, to keep her tell her to keep her hands off me or like tell him to keep her hands off me. Like no, like you can't. Once you disrespect me, in my eyes. You lose the you lose the ability to cr- criticize how I return. It's I all on me. It's on me. Like you know what? If you sla- if a chick slapped me in the face right now and I just walk away, you're like you know what? I'm just not gonna fuck with you. All right, and then I start. Then I make a call, and then my friends come and beat your ass. You can't be like, oh, you you, got, you had him jump me. You look. You, you lucky. <laughs> you they pulled up. Like, you can't yeah. dictate how I respond to disrespect. You and it's one of those. You can't. You can't be like, oh. He slapped me. I, why I had to do all that? Keep your hands to yourself. I just want. It's more so for for those who love to glamorize them putting they niggas in check, like mm-hmm. or glamorize like I'll beat that nigga. Yeah, all right. leave leave Frank Lucas alone. <laughs> leave these people because it'd be always a five foot two, one hundred and eight pound soaking wet. Women who talk like they six foot seven and three ten. So, read me. But you also have some goddamn sense. I'm not reading you. I'm reading the ones who ain't got. So no, read me. You got some goddamn sense. Yeah. I'm I'm reading the ones that's like who will come in and will talk shit and will, you know, try to physically get. Because I'm not the type of person. I'm I'm working on my temper. I've never hit a woman. I never will. But you, if you push me that way. Understand, this is a PSA. My women friends will kill you. Yeah, we don't fuck around. I don't do all that. I will, and it, 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 if, it, if everybody could just keep their hands to themselves, and it's not going to be, be it's not going to be one of those like I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna hype it up. No, I'm gonna make one phone call. I'm gonna send your location, and then I'm gonna act like I ain't know what happened. No, and, you can. And matter, be- of fa- and matter of fact, if it ever comes out, I'm gonna go on SoundCloud and delete this episode because. <laughs> We ain't know what happened. Damn, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy what happened to Shorty. My more of the story, keep your hands to yourself, everybody. And obviously, this goes without saying, niggas, if you ever physically hit a woman unprovoked. You need, listen, and that bitch decides to call up everybody. No, and if she gets you jammed, not even jammed up because you deserve it. Like, I'm going to be honest. I've been in that type of situation. And that phone call 
is not easy to make. It's Be- not. Because I love you. And but I don't you know how we up. got here, but you got me fucked up. And I love you, but I love me a little bit more. So call, making this phone call to put your, deliberately put your ass in harm's way because you harmed me, it's not an easy one to make. I've had to make it. You know what I'm saying? And, so and I, so, like, so long it's story not, short, no. keep, everybody keep your hands to yourself. We know arguments happen. Shit get emotional. Shit get crazy. But as soon as somebody put their hands on somebody, it, it, it starts a butterfly effect that can't be undone. No. And honestly, the man who, like, put his hands on me, has he's never spoken to me ever again. We have not spoken since that situation. And to be not even, like, to be even more fair, like, he doesn't, like, we ran into each other one time, and he walked the complete other direction from me. Because you know what time it is. Like, and I have, I have, a, I have a, I mean, I can't relate because I've never, I've never done that. I've only, I've been in a position once where a chick slapped me in the face. Like, this is high school. Because this, because this is some dumb young chick right. shit. She slapped me in the face. Right. And mind you, I got glasses. So, like, the glasses fell off and shit. And, you know, it's high school. Everybody's like, oh. Well, everybody done hyped it. Hyped it. And it's like. It took every bit of mama pastor home training for me to put the glasses on and, and just walk away. And walk away. You know, it's funny. It's not <laughs> because, even funny. Because cause it's like, not only do you feel embarrassed, you feel like you got to get your get back. Like, your ego takes over Yeah, right it's just like, you know See, what? What's crazy is that if anybody's ever met Kiddo, 10-year-old, he's big and tall for his age. He towers over everybody in his class. Can't help it. His dad's 6'4". I climb trees for a living. So, when I did then. Now, now, now you, uh, you you find small mountains. You find small molehills to conquer. Valleys. You find valleys? I wouldn't call them <laughs> valleys because, you know, valleys is under sea level. But You know, I like my peaks and in my valleys. I, I don't chop down trees anymore. My 5'8 king is out there if you're listening. I love you. He can't see you. <laughs> so it's teaching your child that, like even on an elementary school level. Mm-hmm. Because we, I've always taught him, somebody hits you, you hit their ass back. But then when I have to teach them, because I'm not trying to be funny, I'm not raising your daughters. You're not. I've been to parent-teacher conferences. I see how these little girls is running around. I see how these little boys is running around. Y'all not raising your kids. So when it's I, like, I know it, I've sent my child out into the world with the right, with some sense. And he runs across one of these little girls who do, whose mama is not me. And she thinks it's cute to pipe up with my child. You have to understand. I talk to my son in restraint. If you're not raising a lady, she's not going to be treated like what? Hey, I ain't going to lie. Like, we know my mama a whole ass pastor. And I'm not saying that I'm she's, out here raising my child no, to put his hands on women. But he's going to restrain her and remove himself because that's what I taught him. But y'all can't be sitting over here acting like y'all are teaching, like that's being taught. It's not. Because if it was it's being not. taught, half these videos I see on the internet of women sw- swinging on niggas like they're men wouldn't exist. No. Because my mom was like, again pastor she was like i'm not saying take nobody's shit but restrain <laughs> and get out of dodge because do she, not hit her because it's not gonna and i told him well for and you. he and, and ex, uh, once again explaining that to grown men and then taking it down to a 10 year old level because i gotta explain well mommy you said that if somebody hits me i said i know baby but the society that you live in the world that you live in it's not going to be seen as shooting a fair one because you're a man you're growing into a young man. They're not going to see you as that. They're going to see you as a boy putting his hands on a girl. And that's not acceptable. So what you do, 
you restrain, and you walk away. That's it. And if one of your, and for all the future dads out there, if one of your little, if one of your little daughters hits my future son, I'm beating your ass. Oh yeah, you gonna have to come find me. If one of your, little, I'm not. No, you ain't gotta come. I'm gonna come find you. Oh, it's, oh, oh no, I'm not even gonna hold you because I saw this on um Twitter actually, and it was like. The girl was on her way to prom and she was taking the prom pictures and all like her uncles and cousins and had people had the strap on them. Had the strap, and not even the regular strap. Had the the chaperone yeah, with the, the scope. You know what I'm saying? No. And I felt like I got offended because I feel like, listen, if my child decides to take your little bald headed ass child and you pull to prom, a, and you pull and, and you, you pull up a the bad strap boy, on my child, pull, I'm airing the whole. You pull block the bad out. boys too on Reggie, like nigga, no. how you're 15, bitch, you look 30. Do you pull, not come at my child like that because to be honest with you, me and his daddy gonna air the block out. You got me fucked up. Your little bald headed ass daughter. Is worthy enough to go out with my child? You go pull a strap on him? I wish and, the fuck and then you force would. a nigga to take pictures. Like I wish the fuck you would, nigga. I, mm. I wish I wish you would. Like I said, we can I, play that game if you want to. And I, that's why I know I'm not ready for a child because mm-hmm. I know if I had a young king or a young queen in this world, and somebody tried to do that shit, nigga, I'm going to jail. I would uh, like listen. I'm going to. Jail. I'm not trying to be funny. I've been in one situation. God has proven to me that having becoming a mom gave me the patience that my dumbass lacked. And I'm not a very patient person anyway. So the amount of patience that I have is literally allotted to my child. Like, so, and and the crazy thing is when having a child is he's my strength and also my weakness. weakness. Because your weakness is your strength just reversed. Because I promise you, I ain't got no sense. None. Not an ounce of sense. It goes out the window when it comes to protection of my child. I'm fucking crazy. I know I am. I'm nuts anyway. Two flues over the cuckoo's nest when it comes to my baby. So we ain't gotta go, we ain't, we ain't gotta even go there. Keep your hands to yourself, kings and queens. Um, so speaking of sensitivity, <laughs> nigga, I cried. So what? I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So <laughs> I needed a catharsis, and because because the little baby wasn't listening no more. No, you know. So not to be funny, we're coming up on a year of my divorce and well, yeah, coming up on a year of my separation and then the divorce happened in August and there's just a lot, like there's just a lot of emotions there. It's also my stepson's birthday just passed, um, me and a shorty aren't speaking anymore. But the, so, the moon is in Gatorade, there's just a lot <laughs> going on. You know what I mean? So emotionally, my little heart was just like, okay, but you got to be strong. And and I come home and I had an and on top of that work was kicking my ass. I just couldn't catch a break. Like, a bitch just could not fucking win. So, I sat down with my roommate, and she was just like, I'm like, I want wine, I want movies. Like, I just want a minute. So, she puts on this Netflix, something great, someone great. The boohoos. The boohoos. And I'm just like, the movie starts out, and it's a really great movie. Um... The movie starts out with Shorty. She's literally, like, hanging out with her man, and they just left this concert. And, like, it's just... And you link up with your girls after the concert because it was such a great show, yada, yada, yada. And then it fast-forwards to them, like, breaking up. And then we go through, like, okay, it's the day after a breakup. And we're... And they're headed... You know what I mean? It's the day after a breakup. And it's just going through those emotional, like, feels. And then... They're doing like flashbacks to their through their relationship. So Ooh. they started at the beginning Ooh. and then like flashback to getting together, flashback to like their first time saying I love you. And then flashings. It's these different flashes throughout the movie as they're getting like moving through the plot, like the okay, moving, moving through the breakup. And yeah. So like throughout their day, like 
her day or whatever, she's like goes to like their sp- their store. And then she goes to like their spot on the wall or at the fountain. And then it's just moving through like the the breakup. And every time they hit one of those flashbacks, nigga, when I say tears, like flooding, like the ugly fucking cry. I'd snot bubbles blowing. <laughs> I, when they finally got to like the it, end of the it movie. It reminded me of 500 Days of Summer, but continue. Yeah, so when it, we finally got to the end of the movie where they're going through the final breakup of things, I lost it. Like literally like. She had to pause the movie and just let me. It was like the whole. Out here sounding like Scissor singing live. <laughs> Crying and cursive. <laughs> it was so. <laughs> but like, it just, I, I don't know. I just needed it. And I don't know what it was about it. It was so. Because women, women, women and men process breakups differently, right? Yeah, for sure. And, like, you know, first and foremost, the hardest breakup is the breakup of a nigga that wasn't ever officially yours to begin with. You want to chop that real quick? We can chop. We, we, this, we're just going to hodgepodge it out. You feel me? So, first and foremost, the hardest breakup is the breakup with a nigga that ain't even yours. Because it's like, damn, I really have feelings for this nigga. But she not even mine. Like, what the fuck? So, it's a confusion. Or it was like the, I fuck with you. I like you. I... I want this is what I want, but this is not what you want, or not on the scale that I want it to. So just never being on the same page, or moving and thinking you were, and then something happens, and you realize you never were. So it's like, okay, we can either try, somebody's gonna have to compromise, or you don't do it at all. And in my situation, it was like, you just didn't do it at all. And for me, it was like, I'm coming up off the heels of a huge breakup, like clearly, and we're coming up on a year of this big old breakup, and then you have this pseudo thing, you know, feelings got hurt, right? not as serious, but, you know, feelings were still involved, and it's like, ouch, bro, and I think it was magnified for me because how do you not still feel disappointed? How do you not still feel like things aren't, um, how do you not still feel accountable? Right, like, damn. Like, and you know you may not have handled certain things within the situation, not not as kosher or as well as you would like to. You know what I mean? You know that you... You start may- looking at the game tapes, right? Yeah. You start looking at the game tapes. It's like, it's like, it's like, uh, like you know, Steph after game three. And we'll talk about Steph a little oh, bit later. Oh, we're going to talk about Steph. Um, and you're like, damn, I missed that open shot. Damn, I missed that open pass. Damn, fuck. I said a double team. It's like you start replaying all the shit that you should have done, or all the signs that you missed because you was so you so head over heels for this motherfucker because they did that one thing you like. Like you just start missing the twisty god god. The nigga the mix twist three thousand. Like you start <laughs> the mix twist three thousand. <laughs> you start you start thinking like fuck. Like I should have pl- like. And then also for men, go to hell, Kevin. <laughs> no, I am a child of God. <laughs> fuck you. Um, but then you start also like men, and you know for all the for all the men listening to this. Hit me up if I'm wrong. But we don't process that immediately. Like, our immediate reaction is like... Where the hoes at? Exactly. where Because you know what? The best way to get over someone... Is to get, get on top of them. So... Is, you know what I'm saying? So it's like... So we don't... So all that shit y'all go through, like... But see, for immediately, me... Immediately, it takes us a while to and, get to that point. And I guess for me, it was like... I... I'm very... I pride myself on being emotionally aware and emotionally accountable. And so it was more or less like I immediately take my accountability, mm-hmm. my portion of shit. Right, like damn, I I, I, I up here. I process up here. my portion of things, 
And what I recognize about feelings is that they're not always, they're, they're fleeting. And not that they're not valid, but they also do change. They're fickle. So whatever you feel in the moment is yours to feel, and it's, and it's real. There is a validation in that, but you also have to recognize that, like, this could be impulsive, because I, I am very impulsive. I'm also quick-tempered. That's an Aries in you. I can't help it. So, and but you know what? And I, ha- I stopped saying that. I can absolutely help it. I can recognize it. And I can, A, apologize when I do act impulsively, but I can also say, okay, Alex, you're getting ready to make a rash decision. And, and, and sidebar real quick. In 2019, we're not going to just say that's how I am anymore. No. Because we're not going to just excuse character flaws and things that we can approve upon. Oh, that's just how I am. No. get In the words of Rick and Morty, get your shit together. Get it all together. Get a big <laughs> ball of shit out and get your shit together. If you got to go to the shit store and have them package it up, get your shit together. I have been working really hard on recognizing that the things that make me toxic can be changed. The things that, not even toxic, problematic. Things that say, okay, Alex, listen, bitch, you are impulsive as fuck with everything. And you'll do things that feel good in the moment, which is fun, but there are real-life consequences you for gotta this shit. You got to pay that piper. You got to pay that Eventually, you got to pay that fucking piper. So in a lot of situations, not that my feelings were invalid. They may have been acted upon impulsively. But at the same time... Niggas nigga should have slow played it, but they went in the fast lane. A little bit. You know what I'm saying? It shit happens. Shit happens. You do, do the make twist reach out one too many times. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, shit, get, shit get crazy. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't take that as a loss. Right. I take, And not even just a lesson or no cliche shit. It was like, Alex, you threw yourself out there after coming off the heels of, of something huge. Right. So I have to pat myself on the back for, one, being brave again. Because it's easy to become bitter. It's very, we, very we, easy. We, and this is cliche, but we win or we learn. We win or we learn. Because here's the thing. You only lose when you don't learn something from it. Right. You, and so everything, and that's why I think... First of all, every nigga who's problematic, man and woman, you can change it. It's just the mentality do you feel like you need to. And secondly, so it's like everything, every breakup, I've learned something. And I've learned I've learned how to, to move in my next joint, my next situation, how the warning signs I need to watch out for, the, 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 and even recognizing, the pacing, the, the things I need to work on on myself. Second thing I was extremely proud of was like, Alex, you really could have said you could have settled. You could have signed up for something that you didn't want for the sake of having something. And I think a lot of times we do that because we're afraid of losing or we're afraid of not having. And it's like, nah, I can't be this. I can't be miserable. I can't, I can't. Cause you're going to, you're going to grow in regret. Yeah. Him. You're going to grow in regret. The situation. You're going, you're, it's like, it's, it's, you're it's, going to start. Things are going to become tumultuous or it's going to be a fight. And I don't like, I'm not afraid of confrontation. I don't like it. And I don't want to constantly. I want all the smoke. I'm terrible. Terrible. I'm I don't like confrontation. I'm not going to run from it, I'm though. I'm awful because I want all the smoke. Because <laughs> so, it's like. I just um, think that, you know, for me, it was like, Alex, you could have settled in a situation. That you, and, but instead, you chose to grow. You chose to choose. You chose to honor yourself first. And that is the biggest lesson. The bitter, uh, For me, it was a universal lesson. It was like, okay, here comes another situation where you could have served the other party before you served yourself, and then you would have been ended up learning this lesson even harder. 
in a more difficult situation. And so. you delayed it, and then you felt like, damn, I don't waste X amount of time. Yeah, and it's like, look, I, I, you know, I'm closer to thirty than I am twenty, so I really don't and, have time and, for that and, shit. And what we learned, one monkey ain't stopping no shows, and the show's gonna go on even if the band left. So that's it. So yeah, I I use Netflix. Uh, and Netflix to, and cry. Netflix and cry with a bottle of wine, and it worked. And I'm here. I am. And and, and and there's different ways to do it. Like I think for niggas, once we finally get there, you know, take my, care, take care is is a quintessential. I had a cranes in the sky moment. I didn't try to fuck it away or dance it away or feel like I sat in my feelings. I val- I validated them. I felt all of it how I needed to feel it. And some of us cry. Some of us go fight, which is, I mean, like, fight punching bags. Some of us go exercise. Some of us may go kick it, like, and, and surround ourselves with love. And for me, it was, like, sitting still, sitting in our feelings, all of them, not just this situation, but with work and my family and, you know, just other things that I have going sitting on. Sitting there Indian style with a, with a bottle of wine. And just really, like, taking it in, taking that moment to feel for myself, and then bossing the fuck up because I got shit to do. And that's just that on that. So speaking of Steph Curry, Aisha Curry went on <laughs> went on the Red Table Talk with uh, Jada Pinkett, um, Mama Curry, and a couple other people. Um, and she talked about her insecurities because she is dating the Steph Curry, and he knows and dealing with groupies and the attention that your husband constantly gets, and not and never feeling like you're getting you don't get male attention in the same way. And what's your take on that? Before I, because I have words. Hold on, we 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 loan the we loan the chop up. All right, so first of all, so by all accounts, Steph is pretty much the perfect husband. But but and it may not be true because we don't see the the background. But he's never been alleged to cheat. First, right. Secondly, he's clearly a, a provider because he's making forty million dollars this year. Third, he has he's given you three beautiful kids, and he also makes sure he supports you in your own personal endeavors with your cooking show, your books, your things that are going on. He never seems to like shit on her. Shit on her, or, you know. He always makes sure he, the bigs bigs are up every chance he got all of that. So he does. He's very supportive. So so on the, surf- on the surface level, from what we know, Steph is what everyone says that they want and still according to the excerpts i saw because again this may you know i we didn't get a chance to watch the full red table talk because niggas at work (laughs) but she was like and she still wanted the attention from other niggas now it, it made it look like two things it made it look like either Steph doesn't give her the affection that she needs at home, which then looks like things are going that he's not holding it down on the home front, which is problematic, or that Steph does tell you that you are beautiful on a regular basis, but you just want to hear from somebody who's not Steph. So, and 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 the thing is, because <laughs> because it's not just her, because Jada Pinkett admitted it too, and Jada Pink Pinkett had Will Smith. She she admitted she was like I was just like you when I was younger. She admitted it in the the clip I saw. So this so is there, the, what they feel, and because I I can honestly I was the inverse in my situation. It was more or less like 
I was getting that attention from everybody and I wasn't getting it from my ex-husband. And you know what? So I, you know what I mean? But okay. So there's two sides to this coin. Number one. Both both sides sound like they fucked up, but continue. Two sides to this for me. Because I'm, again, analytical. I see it. It's the fact that, like, had Aisha Curry not went on this big-ass pick-me campaign shaming women for wanting the same attention she's not currently getting, I would have understood her. The fact that, like, she's being held accountable for the shit that comes out of her mouth because it's like, sis, you literally went on the biggest pick-me Oh, whole tears, y'all bitches need to put on some motherfucking clothes and dress more like, okay, be more all, like. You, you, she made like two tweets. No, 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 no. But I saw two tweets. That's what I'm saying. And you extrapolate. No, no, no. no. But she went on. But she also trolled talking about whole tears because women told her that dog, the, the way a woman's dress does not deem her worthy of marriage. So instead of like taking the criticism and growing, she trolled us about it. So now people are like, you're painted up at. You did this to you. You didn't have to. You could have sat there and ate your food. To be honest, because the way a woman is dressed does not deem her unworthy of marriage. The same way your modesty can be respected, so can somebody scantily clad ass running around this fucking city. You could have, it has nothing to do with you. Now, she would, the crazy thing is she said, I chose, if she would have said, I chose modesty for my reasons and not made it about worth, she'd have had a point. She'd have had everybody around for it. Everybody around But see, here's the thing. Also, like, for instance, Taylor said it today on Twitter. She said she's not wrong. It just again, she contradicted herself, and she insinuated that like she's wifey material because of modesty. So now you're insecure because your modesty is rendering the attention that you're not getting. Can I? Can I? Can I get problematic for a minute? Sure. Couple things. One, it sounds like she never had a whole face because her and Steph were were like together since like teenagers. She's never. So she's never had a whole face, and now it's, it sounds like, damn, it's almost like a, a hint of. Damn, I should have had that whole phase before I before I got it out. Cause mm-hmm. hell, she friend zoned Steph a couple times before they got married. Like she didn't want she she didn't really want that nigga initially. He had to like work for work it. Work for it. But and, I mean, and secondly, and secondly, it's interesting because it's like because I saw a lot of people defend her by saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense that you know you have your your man at home that you still want attention from other niggas. What's I'm saying? The crazy thing is that what she's saying, she's not wrong for what but she's saying. But, it, but but there's two two comments I have. The first comment is. I can, I can only imagine the backlash if Steph said... I said that shit earlier today. The think pieces that would have came out <laughs> Steph at, said like as they, a married man would have said he missed the attention he was getting from home. I'm just trying to see if I still got it. You know, bro. They'd have hung my nigga. Fam, hung him. And, and you know what? It, rightfully so. It would have been like, you, like, nigga, you got this. And you still want to figure out what the hoes like? But see, as a woman, I also understand wanting to still feel sexy. But... Wanting, but you also, like I said, had Aisha Curry sat there and ate her food and not opened her up to... Right. right. The fact that your heart... Listen, like I said today, I'm going to quote myself. Aisha's desire to be dressed like a beekeeper and still be attractive was never my issue with her. It's the way she positioned herself as more worthy than other women because of her choice and modesty that makes this shit so fucking funny. Dog, literally... That's the only reason why what she's saying was blown was taken the way it was because the way she positioned herself. She made herself sit up here as, as the boss, big boss, pick me bitch that she wanted to be seen as. She did this to her. So now that you're literally telling us the same attention that we're getting, you're wanting, and you're uh, you're it's created an insecurity. My question is, do women do things for the attention of male gays or no? Because I ask both. Because I both ask, I ask because we as men have been told repeatedly we don't do shit 
for y'all attention. And you know what? That's fine. Grow, y'all grown. Y'all do shit for you. For you. Cool. I feel like, honestly, if, if I can speak honest. Be honest with me. There are some times where I absolutely do wear some certain shit because I know I'm finna be around some niggas. There's some times where that's the attention I want. I, th- But there hey. are also times where... I put this on because I feel like wearing it. I want to look good for Alex. And my intentions and the way that I move are a little bit different. I'm not going to sit here and say that I've never gone out of my way for male gaze. I like attention. Thank you for your honesty. And I think that was my point. My point was, okay, it can't be both. It can't be. Why can't it? No, 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 no. Let me finish. So for for those who are saying like, and we keep receipts. We see, we see the tweets and the contradictions. For those who are saying like, you know, I understand that like, even though Steph may be giving her all the compliments and affirmations in the world, I can understand why she still wants to be deemed sexy by societal so- standards. Societal standards. But Other see, men. Who says that she's not sexy? And I guess that's what threw me off because literally, when Aisha Curry was like introduced to us, we like she bad as fuck. I, think, I don't not, think her beauty has ever been doubted. I think, so. that, I think part of it might be because like you know. She, she has had three kids and, you know, but maybe some postpartum. I like, get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and my, I'm saying it as a nigga who has no idea. So I'm just only saying and, it. And I understand that mentality as well. But I also want to touch on this because, A, y'all niggas were dead ass wrong bringing up her old tweets. Like, we didn't know who the fuck she was and what she said. Y'all have got to stop doing that shit. Like, stop. She's not saying that she doesn't still believe in modesty and her and her modesty and whatever beliefs that I disagree with her about. That's my opinion. That's my right. I don't agree with that. But However, we bring up old tweets for everybody, and I think that shit is still fucked up. I agree. I just, but now, I'm just like, we bring up old tweets for everything. And I again, I still think it's like y'all did. Niggas trying to bring up old tweets on Megan Thee Stallion and got mad. There wasn't none. There was none because Megan Thee Stallion paid eight dollars. <laughs> she listen, paid that eight dollars. It's worth it. But again, it was like nobody. The one, the one thing I hated was like people made it seem like she was being picked on. Nobody's being nobody. Holding somebody accountable for the shit that has come out of their mouth is not bullying, guys. It is not. It's saying, okay, this was once your belief. What happened? What happened? On, um, I think people people use that 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 phrase when it's one of their faves or when it's somebody that you know what I'm saying. Like, cause listen, the internet oh got favorites, nigga. Like the only person that the internet likes is Beyonce and Michelle Obama, but and like, even then they still have their. I mean, that's what all, that's all I'm saying. It just looks funny <laughs> in the light. <laughs> It just, looks, it just looks funny nigga. in the light to have this expectation of empathy from the same women you were shaming. So I, again. And like, I just want people to keep it 100. Like, look, I, like, we understand, like, just we understand that sometimes y'all do shit for, for quote, unquote, male attention. It may not be every single time. There's sometimes, there absolutely sometimes, especially, I'm not even going to hold you. If I know that, like, for instance, if I know I'm hanging out with my with my man. I'm going to look extra good because if nine times out of ten if I'm hanging out with my man is in a setting that like we're going out or something I know y'all, y'all act like I ain't trying to see the I see you nephew when you come over to the cookout come on let's be honest with ourselves here but y'all act like y'all ain't trying to, I see you bro listen come on come on listen now. I'm not going to hold you if I walk into the barbershop now there are some times where I walk into the barbershop I am rough there are other times where just like, I know I got to go to the barbershop. I'm probably going to look a little good on my way in there. Depending upon when I set my appointment, because I know who's sitting in there. We're all guilty of, nobody's wrong for wanting attention. That's human nature to want to be accepted and want to be beautiful. Don't, don't lie beautiful. to me. Don't yeah, lie to me. Don't lie about it. Because <laughs> it's like, because because y'all got on the campaign 
and I say y'all, not you, but the niggas who the supply. So y'all got in the campaign. We don't do shit for y'all niggas. We do shit for ourselves. And remember, like, and, and niggas eventually like, all right, bitch. But I mean, but also at the same time, if I just think that the two hold the same space for me. If I'm doing things for male attention, I could be doing things for myself, and I know that I'm going to get attention. You know what I mean? Like, there we go. I think that I'm, that right there is a phrase I needed to hear. Because it's like I, I know, like okay, two this, plus two sometimes equals four. Sometimes it just makes sense. I know that Alex, you've got you got this top. You are not a small chested woman. You know when you wear this top, motherfuckers gonna look. You could be having this on for yourself, but you need to also know. You don't be naive. And I, it's like this. This is where the, the term thirst trap comes into play, because. And, and we are everybody knows what thirst traps oh, are. I've definitely posted a thirst trap or two. You niggas know, niggas know what you're doing, because niggas can post thirst traps too. It's just it may it could be pics, it could be t- like damn, just cook this meat. Listen, woman turns to the biggest fuckboys in the world. About when I when I said yeah, I'm a, damn, I just cook real quick, man. Or, Nigga, don't let me know you done made a plate, baby. I'm a, so uh, you made a plate for me. You got a plate for me <laughs> without me. Oh, you eat without me? <laughs> yeah, but, like, I think I just, I hate the hypocrisy, and I hate the double standard, and I hate the, like, come on now. We know you could be doing this purely for yourself because you know you look good in that outfit. You know you look good in that angle. You know but the bird's going to fly when you got this money on. You couldn't, you do it for yourself. But you also I mean, know that the bird's going to fly. Stop getting mad at the bird's going to fly when you're when you sprinkling breadcrumbs. But at the same time, gentlemen, y'all can move with some respect. Because if you, okay, taking a look, Sure. Going out of your way to be extra about that shit, you can't control yourself. Agree, a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. There's no, there's no. If mo- she's not on it, move the fuck on. There's no more boys will be boys. No, um, in 2019, and it's understanding that look, you can, and I think uh, my friend Patrice O'Neill and uh, another comic said this. He was like, once it's an inquiry, twice it's harassment. If I if I slide if I slide in and, and, and say something like hey how you, like how you doing and you and you and or and you cut me off right there that's an inquiry I just you know I want to see what's up if I keep going that's harassment period so it's like okay she posts a search trap you slide in her DMs if that's if you're talking to yourself in your her DMs leave it alone please you look ridiculous I don't understand how men don't think you look you don't look ridiculous and also niggas we see we see the unsaid message oh I, we see oh, we see the note we get the notification me off. Then listen, I see the message. I saw the message, and then I saw you unsend it. I still saw the message, my my guy. And I still Instagram's going to start fucking up and telling niggas exactly what, who's unsent. We see it, baby. It's okay. It's cool. But speaking of policing of women's bodies, I have to touch on this. Um, So, y'all know I'm not the best with pronouncing names and words, so bear with me. But, um... Castor Semenya, excuse me, is um, she's a mayor. She's a, she's like a, a she's, long, an Olymp- she's an Olympic runner, long distance, right? Long distance, eight hundred meter race. Um, she's won it eight hundred meter race many times in the past eleven years. Like she's the she's goat be- of the shit, right? She's began competing internationally, including twice at the Olympics. Like she's bad, right? Um, her last race she actually entered was May first. Um, of, the, learned, of this year? Of this year. Okay. When she learned that the Court of Arbitration of Sports had dismissed her appeal of what the court readily admits was discriminatory regulations of women athletes' testosterone by the International Association of Athletic Federations. So because of this, now women running middle distance races from the 400 meter to the mile must have testosterone levels below five. Be- below a certain level. Yeah, below a certain level, right. 
So basically, that decision requires Semenya to take medication to artificially reduce the testosterone in her body that her body naturally produces. That made me sick to my stomach. Okay, so clar- clarify the following for me. Okay. Now, she is in... How do I say this? She's a cis heterosexual. Bar- she's, she's a, a cis, cis woman. She's gender. Okay, right. I don't you. know her sexuality. I think no. I think she. Yeah, I think she is. I think she is. She is has a wife. So I think. She so is she a, is a cis gendered woman, meaning that she was born as a woman and recognizes herself as a woman. Got you. Thank okay. you for that. Because I knew you knew I was trying. I was yeah, trying not to fuck up. I got you. But, See, I got you. Okay. Cool. So meaning that her body produces X amount of testosterone just off the strength. Off the strength, right? Okay. So due to this ruling, right? The now they now she has to take medication. Make take medication to make sure that her testosterone levels are at the regulated level. Bullshit. It's complete fucking bullshit that once again a black woman being naturally gifted, naturally talented, using the talent that was bestowed upon her divinely has to be altered because some weak-ass white woman cried about the fact that she couldn't beat her. I am so tired of white tears being weaponized against African-American bodies, specifically African-American women when it comes to the sporting industry. So, for instance, for those Maria Sharapova versus Serena conversation rings a lot of bells when it comes to this because we we position Serena as to be this big black woman. Well, excuse me, the media positions her as this big black woman, and Sharapova just can't overcome. She just can't beat her. But in all actuality, Sharapova is taller than Serena, and she's the one that was taking performance enhancing drugs or PEDs. So Serena, being fucking Serena Williams, being the world's greatest, beat her ass ab- pregnant. Beat her ass pregnant, beat her ass without performance enhancing drugs, beat her ass being over 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 drug tested on top of that, beat her ass literally because she's better than her. And y'all make it seem like Sharapova just can't get a break against big bad Serena. And okay, uh, here's a here's a additional point. So Michael Phelps, the greatest swimmer known to mankind. Was smoking weed. But not not none of us that's not where I'm going. So Michael Phelps due to just his body or whatever, he produces half the amount of lactic acid that other swimmers produce. So in layman's terms, lactic acid is what makes your muscles sore after you work out. Like that, when you're sore after, that's lactic acid buildup. So Michael Phelps produces half of that as other, like, World-class athletes. Which means he could work out longer. He That means he can go harder for longer stretches of time because his muscles don't get as sore as the rest of the field. And the same body, because the same body that made this ruling on... Um, her, Caster. Caster. I want to make sure I... Uh, same body he made the ruling on her. Lauded Michael Phelps for this divine advantage was i think was the, the phrase yep. that they used and so, because again it's not it's, it's it, natural it's natural it's you, one you thing literally if, cannot it's help one that. thing if caster was actively taking performance enhancing drugs to get that higher level and you know what if that was the case okay yeah get off the page she's cheating but she can't control that right and she she can't control that and i and there is some there's some sexism that comes into play because there's she a, because she doesn't she doesn't look like a traditional woman because you know she but they do that to black women athletes 
all the time. There, there's also race. There, there's there's also definitely racism, racism there because you cannot congratulate Michael Phelps for the same thing that you're demonizing her for. And that's and I just get so tired. And literally, it's it stems in the same family as the, all the medical science uh, scientific experimentations that were happening with black women bodies, because we can't feel pain. The Tuskegee experiments, the t- exactly, or the fact that like we can't even go to the fucking doctor to see about our regular health issues. The alarming rate that black women are dying because our bodies are not being seen as humane. The, the, the demonization that uh that white men that in hypersexualization. That white men put on black men in the first place, uh, as far as like they'll come over and they'll ravage your poor little white women. And it's barbaric. It's, it's, and it's, it's slavery. You think black niggas had access to white women in slavery? Hell no. It's still a white man was raping a black woman. It it literally it's just painful. Um, and the crazy thing is, in the race, the last race she entered, she whooped her at everybody. And the white woman that complains about finished ninth, didn't she? She finished ninth, which means to tell me that if Castor finished first. And you finished ninth. How dare you try to compete where you can't compare, bitch? You couldn't even beat the other eight bitches in front of you. It'd be, it'd be one thing if you finished second and you was like. And it was by a hair. And you're like, ah. Yeah, no. You couldn't even bitch, beat. you got lapped. You got lapped. <laughs> and you you literally have fixed your mouth and, and fixed the white it's, ass tears it's, to it's cry. Similar, it's it just, similar ugh, to um, Abby, Abigail. Yeah. Um, the girl who, who, who did, again, I think what, Texas? Mm-hmm. Texas, Austin. And she said it was because affirmative action took her spots when they realized that no, baby, like black people didn't take your spots. Asians Asians did. took your spots. And comparatively speaking, bitch, you weak anyway. You couldn't compete with you. You got wasteless because you was a little shaky, baby. Like You got wasteless because, think, again, you weren't as good as the people applying before you. And I think it's one of those things where. It's I this think, sense of entitlement. White woman of a devil. That literally, like, <laughs> I'm it, just gonna call it, it literally burns me up. And it's it, it and honestly, I'm at I'm at the point now where we all know white men are gonna white men. Shit. Mm-hmm. Speak on it. White women are actually more dangerous because they try to I'd rather somebody announce that they're gonna shoot me rather than someone come up to the side where I'm not looking to stab me. Right. A white man, white men in today's society, they, they are not like, look, nigga, we, you know what it is, it, you know, look, come on now, like, fair, and, and you know what, right. I'd rather, I'd rather you keep it hundred with me. White, white women, on the other hand, will try to, will try to play kumbaya with black women. You know what I'm saying? We're all women. We gotta stand in this together. That's why white, you know, what's crazy when you have other white women telling you that feminism, black women should never be feminist. Like it's a, it's scary times that we live in when white women are also tired of white women. Damn, white women have been tired of white women since they couldn't get Hillary elected. Facts. <laughs> Niggas showed up and did they part begrudgingly. We was like, Ugh. we didn't want to get that shit to her, but we was gonna do it to save our face. Like I just listen. I, who child my blood pressure, but to all the black women, and and this hits home because I find myself as being one of now too because the other black girl quit. Two black women in my office who aren't like customer facing so to speak they 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 they, they, they the, in the front of the house the right of the, house. the microaggressions that i know we face and the little bullshit that we find ourselves putting up with simply because we are we have the audacity to show up and be black and be excellent this one is for you and just know that we got us because nobody else does babe 
and you are excellent. You are worthy. You are overqualified to be wherever the fuck space is blessed enough to have your black ass. Get in there and do you. And do not shrink because of the fear of somebody else. Do not shrink because other people, you're too big to be around the people that you're around. Fuck them. They can grow. You are fine exactly where you are. So, lightning round. Lightning round topics. Let's get it. All right. So, summer is rapidly approaching. And we're going to end on a positive note because we got a little too deep for intro. Um, We see y'all. So, summer is rapidly approaching. And it's summer fling season, as I like to call it. Mm, the playlist is the playlist is dropping on Apple Music when you hear this episode. It'll be in the description link below. Um, how does a summer fling happen? So, for me, it typically happens when like I'm not trying, and it's more or less like, well, it's it for me. Last year, it happened Cincinnati Burger Week. Where it was like, I, th- I think I saw that shit happen in like, real time. You did, and the crazy thing is, me and him were still friends. Like we're still very cool. Shout, shout out to the shout out to the homie. You know, if you get jammed up, we're not mentioning your name, but None. shout out to you. Um, as a matter of fact, when I'm in Atlanta, we plan on grabbing a drink while I'm down there. So, like, it literally kind of just happens. It was like I, I'm, I, I was chilling, hanging out with the homies. Cincinnati Burger Week. Shorty just so happened to be in town from from out of town. And it was like, cool, now we're dating, now we're sleeping, now we're flying out to see each other, and now it's just time. Honestly, when the vibe is right and the chemistry is there and the weather just amplifies all that shit because it's easier to hit a rooftop or it's easier to grab a cute little date or, you know what I mean? It's just, I, everything I, is I, so I, much I easier. I went immediately left when you said the weather's easier, but continue. All right. But, like, it just, the summertime makes everything easy. So, niggas, double entendre, don't ask me how. <laughs> I, if you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. But it, it really is. So, the first and most. I keep a sun- sundress in the whole bag. You never know. Sun- see, it's not even necessarily the summer fling. It's the day party season. Ooh. Day party season. Because it happens in the summer because the, the light is out. The, you know, you can't have a day party when, when the sun sets at 5 o'clock. I was like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, nigga, I'm going home to my wife. <laughs> like, you started looking like, oh, hell no, this is bullshit. And it's cold outside. And listen, once that weather hits below anything below 50, for real, for real, 40, I am at home. You should have hit me up before I got to the crib. I don't really like functioning and, 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 in the and winter. And people look better in the summer. They're they're wearing more form-fitting clothing. They 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 not as ash, they not ashy. You know, skin so, is glowing. Skin is glowing. They're wearing oranges. They're wearing yellows. You feel me? They they wearing the sweatshorts. Black people in merchandise yellow. Merchandise coming soon. Merchandise coming soon, guys. Black people in yellow look like sunflowers. And, and black it's just, people in orange look like goddamn fucking. I don't even know. It's like a, it's like a it's superpower. It's beautiful. It's just uh. <laughs> Shorty pull up in orange. You just like you know what? We're not making it out. Yeah, and, and, and I think so. It's day party season, so that means the what you doing text messages are instead of flying at two a.m. They're flying at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you, what's your favorite word? Have a breath smell like pussy mimosas. All day. So you saying that? You saying that? I just Sunday want you smell like margarita. Never mind. Don't get yourself jammed up. Um, send them, send them. What you doing? Text messages at seven forty-five p.m. Saying I just want to taste it. Like Oof. text messages, and and that could get you jammed up. And because it because summer flings always happen by accident. Because all I happen because like. I'm going to hold this summer. I'm going to do my thing. I'm out here the with moment this. I told myself I was going to be a thought pocket this summer, 
Got your ass. Got him. And, and so I think, and also, in the summer, everybody kind of knows what it is. It's like niggas ain't really getting into committed relationships in the summer. No, they're you, not. You, you kind of got to stay. You, you know what? This summer looking real blue tint, if we're being honest. Look on fucking again? <laughs> niggas, niggas recycling? <laughs> Recycle, reuse, reduce. <laughs> Come on, Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling your ass Captain Planet. I'm calling your ass Captain fucking Planet. Look what I'm fucking again. No. But, but I mean, honestly. And even they know what time it is. Like, all right, well, after the summer, we'll, summer's going to be hot. We'll see you in October. I actually know you'll see me after homecoming. That's when I really decide. To, like, be faithful? Like, what I'm going eh, to... Which definition of faithful? To, to to not be as reckless. No, okay, never mind. All right. Um, But long story short... Can't make no promises. I please... And don't lie to me. Um, Can't make no promises. And long story short, some, everybody knows what it is. There's... Very, everybody knows it's like, look, like, you're you going to be entertaining other people. Just, just be safe. Like, right. n- niggas, don't, niggas don't even trip over the hard eyes under... In the summer, like in the fall, your shorty, you fucking see hard eyes under your pick from somebody that's not her. It's an argument. In the summer, it t- might turn into a threesome. Who knows? You're not lying. <laughs> You're not lying. It, it's where it's where the NBA a playoff slogan used to be where amazing happens. Summer is where amazing happens. Shit that you could shit that you had no business pulling off in the fall, you could pull off in the summer if you put your mind to it and you believe in yourself. So she gave you gave your empowering message, and it was actually legitimately empowering. I'm gonna give you are all gonna be on fucking trash to the listeners of this podcast, both men and women, because you know, ladies is pimps too. Gone, dust your shoulders off this summer. I want you to live your best life safely. Safely, no, if you're if it's not safe, you're not living your best life because you could approve. I want you to live your best life. That includes being safe. That includes being honest. That includes protecting your health and protecting your mental health as well. But block his number, queen. Hey, never mind. I don't block his number because you like it when he does that thing with his mouth. Relax. Block uh, his number, queen. Do it for you. Do it for you. <laughs> Listen, honestly, you block one, ten more show up. They pop up like fucking daisies. You know what they say about bu- girls and buses? Miss one, next fifteen, one coming. So I, I promise you. You but block- that's my favorite bus. <laughs> but all right. So in seriousness, have fun this summer. Don't be messy this summer. Ain't got ain't no one got time for that. Because if y'all start fighting up a day parties, everybody getting kicked the fuck out. Set and also these rooftops will not let niggas back on them. They if will not. If y'all start fighting up a day parties, please don't. Please don't fight at the rooftop. Don't fight over brunch because nigga, you know how stupid you look game banging over breakfast. Please, and listen, guys, listen. The weather is starting to become consistently above 70 degrees. Take two showers a day, at least. Take the fucking Chelsea boots off. Get you some loafers. Get you a nice pair of chucks. Get you get you it's some berries. Some, 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 some bow shoes. You know what I'm saying? It, the Chelsea boot season has left us, guys. Put also, them fucking shoes away. Also, all y'all niggas can't wear that, that same goddamn fedora. Ladies, also, bring back for some bring back for sundresses. Y'all try to do the little the little pants. And y'all try to rob us of sundress season. We don't appreciate that. We Break. definitely were dressed like NASCAR. Y'all dressed like NASCAR drivers sure or, or, or goddamn bell bottoms. No, bring back for sundresses. Whether it's a mini, whether it's a mini sundress, the Mac Actually, sundress. they got these Palazzo pants that make that ass look I, excellent. I got to see them first. But bring back the sundresses, ladies. Also, as well, 
I need y'all to I need y'all to wear some 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 different sprays more besides that goddamn cherry Japanese blossom or whatever. First of all, we are not in fucking high school no more. You should not still be wearing fucking cherry blossom Japanese. You should not. You should absolutely give, give not. You, oh, also, girl, go get you a bottle of fucking perfume and stop playing. Also, give your girl her, her heels back that you done borrowed for the last seven months. Give her her heels back. She needs them. No, uh, actually, if you have a, I see, I don't borrow clothes like that. Like I don't because nah. you got some goddamn sense, Because no. I don't like sharing. I don't. I don't give, like doing give, that. Give give your girl her heels back. Also, make sure your phone is charged for summer. We ain't trying to hear, oh, I'm at 1%. Hey, I'm still with the girls. Stay up, though. Make sure your phone is charged for summer. And if King, if she does that to you, fall asleep on her dumb ass because she should have learned better. Or call the next. Never mind. Or call the next one who's actually prompt. <laughs> we are not waiting on, on, a, on a possibility this summer, Kings. Also, real quick, you want to get in the whole bag of necessities? Yes. All right. Five minutes. We got five minutes to get in the whole bag of necessities. So for the ladies, real quick, baby wipes, mm-hmm. deodorant, yes, extra work clothes, Bam. a scarf, bonnet type situation, toothbrush, Bam. like your toiletries. So yeah. let's just cover, toiletries. cover the bases. Also, condoms and your contraceptive. All right. Niggas. Because if, if niggas need to hold back too. All toiletries. So that includes toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, body wash, a rag, a towel. Um, baby wipes as well because you know, let's be niggas need baby wipes too. Mm-hmm. Um, your do rag can't can't mess up the waves. Cannot. Can we? <laughs> I wanted to do a wave check so bad earlier today. My shit is you, spinning. You, you, and you wait till I get these gold bottoms. Oh my god! You a nigga anyway. Also, condoms. Enough money to buy the Plan B just in case the condom breaks. A charger. Because you, if if you creep it around, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to. Sis, you need a charger. You don't want to wake up to thirty missed calls and thirty ti- thirty five text messages. Where your ass at? You need a charger and also extra pair of work clothes and some ibuprofen just in case you got a hangover. Pedialyte and it's disgusting. Pedialyte is fucking gross, but it Pedialyte works. Pedialyte and be complex because we're not doing hangovers in twenty nineteen. We not because also we gonna know our limits and go one drink past them instead of two. Sure, I can't make that promise. But we're going to be safe. We're going to have a great summer. We are taking no casualties this summer. I'm not losing none of my friends. We are using Uber and Lyft, and we are using rideshare apps that no, and we're also checking to make sure we're the proper rideshare app because we're not drunk driving this summer. We are also not leaving our girlfriend sloppy drunk at the bar. If I see that shit and I know that's your man's, I'm going to cuss you out. Don't do that. We came together. We are going to make sure they get with their niggas together. Listen, if if, if and we understand that women love to go home to their nigga when they drunk, but they gotta at least be able to give the address in order to be able to go. So here's the thing. What me and my friends do is if we know that like, all right, we understand I'm here for all here for a feisty confidential summer. Bitch, just drop your location. And if you don't feel comfortable dropping your location, text me and let me know that you're fine. Because we're not taking no L's this summer. No casualties. No, not over no dick and no dumb shit. Also, and the final thing, niggas, if if we don't know if she's sober enough, that's a no, nigga. Because here's the thing: we are not taking advantage of our woman this summer. We are not questionably. I don't know. She no, nigga. Nah. We we need we need enthusiastic. She needs to want to suck your dick as much as you want to eat her out. We need Period. enthusiastic consent, if, and if she's too drunk to give enthusiastic consent, we take that, we take that L, and it's not even really an L, and keep it moving. Because I guarantee, she, oh my God, girl, I passed out drunk, and he just he he 
took my lashes off and you're gonna get like the the you're gonna, get you the, you're gonna get the mick twist 3000 if you play your cards right if you stop taking advantage of these drunk women and leave them the fuck alone because you're making it hard for real niggas out here because now they're trying to figure out who's really real he ain't lying he ain't wrong but all right y'all Thank you for letting me talk my shit. Peace, love, and happiness. Ali Nicole signing out. It's your boy C. Diddy, the wizard, Kyrie Kirvin. We are happy to have you. Thank you. Baby, I'm a toy. I'm going to stop my spot. You caught a vibe. Shooting shots. Why not? Tell me to thank you. One, Baby, I'm a to you. Gonna stop yeah. my spot, you caught a vibe.